0: Chapter 6 of The BOBSY Twins at Snow Lodge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by George Ann Fennell, Sun City, West Arizona. The BOBSY Twins at Snow Lodge by Laura Lee Hope. A visit to Mr. Carford. Freddie, what in the world are you doing? flossie oh dear you children you have the place all upset mrs bobbsey who had come into the big living-room to see the two younger twins engaged in some strange proceedings paused at the doorway to look on indeed the place was upset for the chairs had been dragged out from against the walls and from corners to be placed in a row before a large sofa from one corner of this to a side wall was stretched a sheet and in another corner in a pen made of chairs could be seen the wagging tail of snap the trick dog what in the world are you doing asked mrs bobbsey oh dear how i do dread a rainy day for it was pouring outside and the older as well as the younger twins had to stay indoors we're playing circus explained freddie gravely as he peered through the bars of the cage made of chairs snap is a lion went on the little fellow growl snap and snap always ready to have fun growled and barked to satisfy the most exacting circus lover oh dear cried mrs bobbsey i'll never get this room straightened out again oh we'll fix it mamma after the circus said flossie sweetly sit down and see the show i'll make snoop do some of the tricks the fat circus lady taught her and flossie lifting up one corner of the sheet showed the black cat curled up on a cushion while back of her tied by one leg was downy the pet duck this was going to be the happy family cage explained flossie Only. When we had Snap in here, he kept playing with Downy, and Downy quacked, and that made Snoop nervous, so we couldn't do it very well, So we made Snap the lion, and part of the time he's going to be the tiger, said Freddie. Dinah's going to give us some blueing that she uses on the clothes, and I'm going to paint stripes on Snap. Don't you dare do it, said Mrs. Bobbsey. The idea of painting blue stripes on poor Snap. Whoever ever heard of a blue-striped tiger?' "'And she tried hard not to laugh. "'Well, this is a new kind,' said Freddie. "'Sit down, Mama, and we'll make Snoop do a trick for you. "'Make her chase her tail, Flossie.' "'No, I'll make her walk a tight rope, said the little girl. "'That's more of a trick.' "'Flossie got her jumping-rope, which she had little use for now, "'and tied it from the back of one chair to the back of another,' Placed some distance away then she pulled the rope tight between them and taking snoop up in her arms placed the cat carefully on the stretched rope snoop stood still for a minute meowing a little and waving her tail back and forth poor snoop the black cat did not like to do tricks as well as did snap no cats do but snap when he saw what was going on was eager to show off what he could do HE LEAPED ABOUT IN HIS CHAIR CAGE, BARKING LOUDLY, MUCH TO THE DELIGHT OF FREDDIE, WHO LIKED TO HEAR THE LION ROAR. "'Go on, Snoop!' called the twins, and gave the cat a gentle shove. Then Snoop did really walk across the rope, for it was almost as easy as walking the back fence, which Snoop had often done. Only the rope was not as steady as the fence.' But the fat circus lady had trained the black cat well, and Snoop performed the trick to the delight of the children. "'That is very good,' said Mrs. Bobbsey. "'Oh, see, Snap is turning a somersault in his cage. "'Poor dog, let him out, Freddy, won't you?' "'He isn't a dog. He's a lion,' insisted the little boy. "'I daren't let out a lion, or he might bite you.' but snap had no idea of playing the lion all the while suddenly downy the duck with a loud quack got her leg loose from the string and flew out across the room this so surprised snoop who had started back over the tight rope that he fell off with a cry of alarm this was too much for snap who evidently did not think he was having his share of the fun with a loud bark and a rush, he burst from his cage of chairs, intent on playing with Snoop, for he and the cat were great friends. Just at that moment, Fat Dinah, the colored cook, came into the room to ask Mrs. Bobbsey something. Snoop, seeing the open door and being tired of doing tricks for the children, made a dash to get out, darting under Dinah's skirts. "'Snap!' thinking this was part of the game, rushed after his friend the cat. But when he tried to dive underneath Dinah's dress, there was an accident. He knocked the feet from under the fat cook, and she sat down on the floor with a force that jarred the whole house, just missing sitting on Snap. "'For the love of goodness, what am the matter?' cried Dinah. "'Am it an earthquake, Mrs. Bobbsey? i don't know dinah exclaimed mrs bobbsey wanting to laugh yet not wishing to hurt dinah's feelings the children said it was a circus i believe here snap she called as the dog rushed after snoop just then downy the duck sailed back across the room and lighted squarely on dinah's black and kinky head where the fowl perched honking loudly good land a massy Murmured Dinah over and over again. More trouble. Flossie and Freddie were so surprised at the sudden ending of their circus that they did not know what to do. Then they both raced to capture the duck. One of the dining room windows is open. Called Freddie. If Downy flies out, he'll freeze. Grab him, Dinah. Cha! Cried the colored cook slowly. I ain't got breath enough left to catch even a mosquito. "'but you all don't need to worry none about this year duck getting loose. "'His feet am all tangled up in my wool, "'and I guess you'll have to help him get him loose, chillens.' "'It was indeed so. "'Downie's webbed feet were fast in Dinah's kinky hair, "'and it took some time to disentangle them. "'Then the cook could get up, which she did with many a sigh and groan. "'Are you hurt, Dinah?' asked Flossie if you are you can come to our circus for nothing can't she freddie yes he answered only we haven't got a circus now it's all gone except downy well i think you've played enough circus for today said mrs bobbsey straighten up the room now and have some other kind of fun the dog and cat satisfied to get out of their cages had gone to the kitchen where they could generally find something good to eat. Then Flossie and Freddy were kept busy putting back the chairs and setting the room in order. It was a day or so after the return of Mr. Bobbsey from his business trip, and though Bert had asked his father about Mr. Carford, the lumber dealer had not yet had time to give any explanation. "'It is quite a little story,' he said. "'I'll tell you about it sometime, Bert.' but now i have a lot of back work to catch up with on account of being away so long and i'll have to go to the office early and i'll be late getting home so the little incident had not yet been explained the christmas holidays were drawing near and there were busy times in the Bobbsey household Flossie and freddie were expecting a visit from santa claus and they wrote many letters to the dear old saint telling what they wished to receive But have you thought of what you're going to give? asked mrs Bobbsey one day, a short time before Christmas. It is more fun to give things than it is to get them, you know. Is it? asked Flossie, who had never heard of it in that way before. Indeed it is, said mrs Bobbsey. You just try it. If you have any toys you don't care for any more, or even some that you do and wish to give away, or books, or other playthings, and if you will gather them up, I'll see that they are given to some poor children who may not have a very good Christmas. The smaller twins thought this would be very nice, and they were soon busy over their possessions. Bert and Nan heard what was going on, and they insisted on giving their share also, so that quite a box full of really good toys were collected a day or so later when the weather had cleared bert came in from coasting and said mother couldn't nan and i take a ride over to mr carford's house he is out in front in his sled and he says he'll bring us back before dark may we go why i guess so said mrs bobbsey slowly i don't believe your father would object but wrap up well for it is chilly and can't we go too begged flossie yes we want to added freddie please mamma well i guess so agreed mrs bobbsey will you look after them bert and nan oh yes promised the two older twins while bert explained that he had met mr carford who was on his way home from the store and had been given a ride the invitation had followed i'll take good care of them mrs bobbsey said the elderly gentleman as mrs bobbsey went out to tuck in flossie and freddie i've got to run to newton and back again this afternoon so i thought they'd like the ride indeed it's very kind of you said the children's mother i hope they will be no trouble of course they won't remember me to mr bobbsey when he comes home ask him to come and see me when he has time i want to talk to him about a certain matter all right said mrs bobbsey and bert wondered if it had to do with the secret the drive out to newton which was a few miles from lakeport was much enjoyed by the bobbsey twins the speedy horses pulled the sled over the white snow the jingle of the strings of bells around them mingling with other musical chimes on sleds that they met or passed they saw danny rugg out driving with his mother in a stylish cutter and danny rather turned up his nose at the old bobsled in which the bobsies were riding but bird and his sisters and brother did not mind that they were having a good time here we are called mr crawford after a fine ride come in and get warm i guess my sister has a few cookies left for a maiden sister kept house for the old gentleman into the big old-fashioned farmhouse the children tramped to be met by a motherly-looking woman who helped them brush the snow from their feet then she bustled about and brought in a big pitcher of milk a plateful of molasses cookies and some glasses the children's eyes sparkled at the sight of this fine lunch there you are cried mr carford heartily as he passed around the good things eat as much as is good for you i've got to go out to the barn for a while emma he asked his sister have you got any more packages made up james carford are you going to give away more stuff demanded his sister why you'll be in the poorhouse first thing you know oh i guess not he said with a laugh we can afford it and there's many who can't it's going to be a hard winter on the poor Put up a few more packages and i'll tie some bags of potatoes i never saw such a man never in all my born days exclaimed miss carford shaking her head he'd give away the roof over us if i didn't watch him what is he doing asked bert oh the same as he does every christmas said the sister housekeeper he makes up packages bundles baskets and bags of things to eat and gives them to all the poor families he can hear of he was poor once himself you know and he never can forget it he's very kind said nan in a low voice yes he is that agreed miss crawford and i suppose i oughtn't to find fault but he does give away an awful lot she went out to look after matters in the kitchen leaving the children to eat their lunch of milk and cookies alone for a few minutes presently mr carford came back stamping the snow from his boots ha he cried as he went close to the stove to warm his hands this reminds me of the winters i used to spend at snow lodge on lake matoka were you ever up there and he looked at bert no sir ha i thought not it's a fine place but i don't go there any more never any more and he shook his head sadly did it burn down asked freddie who was always interested in fires and firemen couldn't they put it out no freddie it didn't burn down said mr carford sometimes i almost wish it had before my trouble happened he added slowly yes i almost wish it had but snow lodge still stands though i haven't been near it for some years i couldn't go no i couldn't go and he shook his head sadly just couldn't go the bobbsey children did not know what to think mr carford seemed very sad suddenly he turned away from the fire that blazed on the hearth and asked did i ever tell you about snow lodge no said bert softly then i will went on the aged man i don't tell many but i will you and maybe you could make some use of the place now that the holidays are here i used to spend all my christmas holidays there but i don't any more never any more but i'll tell you about it and he settled himself more comfortably in the big chair end of chapter 6